This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, promo code OP, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off and free shipping. This episode also sponsored by HelloFresh. Look at me with two sponsorships. I rule, you drool. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP14. Use the code OP14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. Trying to do the the Gene Genie by David Bowie, which is my favorite David Bowie song of all time, if you need to know. Follow that up with Gold on the Ceiling, and you got a nice twofer. Bragging rights today go to Ken Kramer. You are first on the YouTube. What's going on, Sergeant uh, Mark Facetti? You are second. I'm sorry. Vinny Castiglione. What's up, Vinny? You are first on the uh, the old Facebook. Uh, what's going on, everybody? We are live from the Glass Box Studio, 500 feet above New York City. That's the Hudson River behind me, and I hope you had a, a fine, fine day. What's going on? Oh, we got Dublin checking in. Dublin, Ireland. What's going on, man? How am I? I'm good, man. Although it's very, very cold out. Uh, it was not fun picking up the, the kids from school. Chloe. Chloe Dancer down there in Arkansas. What's up, Chloe Fatezzi? How are you? Hello, sir. How's the holiday shopping? Holiday shopping? They still believe. Felicia, what's going on? How's it hanging? It is hanging to... It always hangs to the left, if you need to know. Uh, anyway, yeah, I had a great uh, great day, man. Did Opie go blind? No, man, I did not go blind. What's some of those songs about going blind? Uh, Snow Blind by Styx. Uh... Uh, is that the only blind song I know? Oh my God, come on. Give me a couple more songs about uh, the word blind. Hello from Man... Wait, we gotta say hi to Manchester. Where the hell did Manchester... Oh, did I get you? Okay. The comments go flying by and I I try to pick you off. Jennifer first, what's going on? Blinded by the light. Jesus, why do you always come up with the obvious one? It makes me look like an idiot. She blinded me with science. Okay, now they're coming in. Uh, oh my God, Jesus. So, yeah, I'm good, man. I was, um, I was watching more of the Beatles Get Back documentary. Uh, very, very interesting. I'm, I'm kind of sad that, uh, I'm almost at the end of that whole thing. It's just so weird. So weird to see the band truly getting along with each other, but you could also tell that they're just spent. They're burnt out. They knew they were going to break up. But I also believe they probably figured, ah, oh, we'll get back together. We'll take a couple years off, maybe do some solo shit, and we'll reform as a band, and we'll uh, be, you know, better and stronger as a unit. But uh, it's so weird to watch this documentary, knowing, man, when they play on that rooftop, that is it—that that band would never perform again in its entirety. 
Ben says it's so good. Yoko screeching is amazing. You like when Yoko screeches? Why is that amazing? Everyone hates that. Everyone hated when uh, Yoko would screech. And there's definitely a lot of that in uh, part three of uh, the Get Back documentary. Someone said ONA was like Megadeth and Stern is Metallica. <laughs> okay. We handed that dope the crown because we couldn't get along. Oh, what a tragedy. I know damn well, as much as I didn't get along with Anthony for most of our run, I know damn well we were the better show. And then because we couldn't get along, we just go here, here, and gave him the crown. Get the fuck out of here. Stern is washed up. I don't know. I've heard a few of his interviews lately, and they're pretty good, to be honest with you. So, uh, Patrice left us in December. Yes, he did. He left us. No, well, wasn't it late November, actually? We just did the 10-year the 10-year anniversary of Patrice's passing. And someone asked me on the live stream yesterday. They asked if Patrice O'Neill was the greatest comedian of all time. And my answer was no. And the only reason I say that is because he, did, he just didn't have enough uh, years in the business to become the greatest. But I do believe that Patrice O'Neill had the skill set to be the greatest comedian of all time. But he left us too early. He needed a few more years at his prime to really show us what he could do. And then I really believe he would have made a run at one of the greatest comics of all time. But the beauty of Patrice O'Neill, he's like a Bill Hicks. I was thinking about this today when I was um, scooting kids around on my electric scooter. Patrice O'Neill is a lot like Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks left us way too early, but man, if his comedy doesn't still hold up. And Patrice O'Neill, same thing. You listen to all the stuff that he did on the Opie and Anthony show. You listen to Elephant in the Room. You listen to some of his other stuff. And it truly holds up today. And I believe that Patrice O'Neill's comedy will hold up for many, many years to come, just like Bill Hicks. Got $10 here from Robert Spahn, pizza from where? And tell us about how driving in New York City traffic for those of us who don't. Keep killing it, Opster. That's boring. I do very well on my own uh, coming up with boring things to talk about. I don't need your help to talk about boring things. Uh, Just uh, driving around in Manhattan in general is just a nightmare at this point because they put all these speed cameras in because this city stinks. They're always looking for more and more revenue streams. And those speed cameras, yeah, now your neighborhood has one or two. And we were like that here in New York. And now they're just popping up all over the place. And the locals are fucking pissed off because we pay enough in this city without them digging into our pockets for more, 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 and more. More Patrice stories. When I got one, I'll, I'll tell you. I, don't, I can't think of one um, right now. Uh, me and Patrice didn't hang socially a lot, so that makes it hard. Um, you know, I was a big fan when we would go out to dinner and whatnot. And we'd be in these crowded restaurants. Patrice had a way of to silencing the entire restaurant with one shh. He would just go shh so loud. And everyone would turn around like, did we get shushed? Who just shushed us? And everyone would stop their conversation and turn their heads like, where did that come from? And then slowly but surely realize, what the F was that? And then go back to talking. And we would just belly laugh. He was he he was just the greatest. 
he was funny 24-7. He was always looking for things to, to have fun with and make fun of and, and uh, joke about. Speed Cameron Vans here. Watched a girl on a motorcycle drive by at high speed and flipped the camera off. Really, Chris? Now they're putting them in Vans? Yeah, because they're pretty obvious here in New York uh, how they're set up. They're, it's just a giant thing on a pole. It's white, and it's very, very obvious, and the whole neighborhood you know, points it out to each other so we all are aware that this damn speed camera's in the neighborhood. There's one right across from Gephardt's right now. Right across from Gephardt's, a road that uh, we drive down a lot, a lot. Yeah, that way they can move them around. Chris, man, you just turned me on to something because I guarantee if that's working in your area, then New York City will adopt that and they'll start putting their speed cameras in all sorts of vehicles to to really catch everybody. Because we're pretty smart in this city. We're like rats. The rats learn. That's why in the city they put rat traps uh, down all over the place and the rats just go, please, and they go right around it. They understand that whole thing, and, and the people of New York, we're the same way. So as soon as we see the speed camera, we're like, okay, and then we tell everybody, we tell our little rat friends, and then no one is getting pulled over by the speed camera. So we learn, too. So I guarantee they'll start moving those speed cameras around in vans and whatnot, just like they're doing in your area. That's the first I'm learning of that, by the way. The other thing I learned only recently, everyone's getting their Christmas trees here in New York City. For a mere $110, $120, that doesn't count the delivery fee if you need a guy to carry the tree to your apartment because you might not be in shape. And it also doesn't count the base for the tree because no one saves their Christmas bases because as soon as New Year's happens and you take down your tree, you're like, I don't need this base for another year and you throw them away because you don't want to store them in a, in a closet because you don't have enough space to begin with here in New York. So for your mere 110, 120 plus the delivery fee plus the, you know, the base for your tree, you're talking about $150. $150 for a Christmas tree here in New York City all in. And I walk my dog every morning. My dog is trying to pee on all the Christmas trees, and I'm trying to be a good citizen. And even with me being a good citizen, my my dog has definitely uh, sprayed a couple Christmas trees that are on the sidewalk waiting to be bought. But what I've been seeing is everybody else and their dogs peeing all over the Christmas trees. All over them. And you don't have the means to hose down your Christmas tree before you bring it in into your apartment. So now you're bringing some other dog's pee into your apartment with your $150 Christmas tree. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, I hate fake Christmas trees, Vincent Scaramuza. We had one growing up, and we begged our parents, can't we just get a real Christmas tree this year, Daddy, please, please? And then we would take the uh, the fake one out of the attic, and all the branches were all bent, didn't look real by any stretch of the imagination. We, I, we just wanted one, one lousy live Christmas tree, and I, I don't know if we ever got that done. So I hate... Uh, fake trees to this day. Happy Pistmas. <laughs> Leslie Larson, very nice. Oh, I got a haircut. I didn't I didn't comb it, but I got a haircut. I finally got rid of the uh 
I don't know. What did I look like? Well, I don't have to ask you guys what I look like, but I finally got a, a haircut to fix the other haircut. Uh, my hair was down past my shoulders, then I finally cut it for the first time in, I don't know, a year and a half, and then I got a really bad haircut. I look like, I look like uh, a Karen. It was a girl's haircut, and then I hid it under a hat. And then I was drinking with Matt and the guys at Gephardt's, and... Afterwards, they, they keep pointing this stupid barber out, which is right next to Gephardt's, right next to it. I mean, his space is uh, length 12 feet by maybe 5 feet. That's, that's his space. And he's been there for 20 or 25 years. And everyone at Gephardt's, they keep telling me, I'm telling you, man, the guy gives a really good haircut. And I'm like, eh, so I had a few beers. I started walking home. And I dramatically, <laughs> that's fixed. I didn't, I, I didn't wash it. I didn't comb it. <laughs> yes, this is fixed. It looked way worse. And so then I turned around. I went in there. Fell in love with the guy and his son. They're absolutely awesome people. And this baby cost me $25. The lady that uh, cut my hair, and she's been cutting my hair for a really, really long time, She was the one that gave me a really bad haircut. That haircut cost me over $100. And my new guy, because I'm I'm going back to this guy every single time, he goes, they don't know how to cut guys' hair. Hair, uh, They don't know how to cut guys' hair up there. It's a salon for women. So when you walk in, they don't know what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, that explains the years of bad haircuts. He goes, sit down. He cut this baby in five minutes. I go, how much is it going to be? He goes, $25. I'm used to paying 100 So I gave him 45 He goes, that's too much. And I go, I understand. I understand it's too much, but I want to thank you. And now you got a, a new customer. I will see you next time, sir. No, I didn't use a Floby. Did he trim the bush? <laughs> no, Manscaped. I think Manscaped is still with the program, I believe. I hope they still are. Bob Lord, I just cut my own. Well, I was doing that for a while. I, I had my daughter cutting my hair, and then she refused to cut my hair anymore. I was like, what the hell, man? She was playing hard again. Like, I'm like, what? Do I have to make an appointment? Cut my hair. And she wouldn't do it anymore, and that's why I went to the uh, my old place, and then she butchered me badly. She watches these two. I'm sorry. Maybe you were just having a bad day. I don't know. So, yeah, watching the Get Back documentary. Paul McCartney and Wings. Okay. I like that. Man, that Paul McCartney, is, uh, he's talented. And the Get Back uh, documentary, you can see that he's trying to rally the troops. And uh, the rest of the band, they're all somewhere else. They are all somewhere else. Lennon just wants to be on top of Yoko Ono. Ringo Starr is thinking about being a movie star. George Harrison is there just seething, knowing he he has really, really good songs, but he's not being taken seriously. Hey, here's all things must pass. And John Lennon and Paul McCartney goes, yeah, yeah, nah, we're not going to put it on the album. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's crazy. That's just crazy. And like I was saying yesterday, that's the reason George Harrison made an album, made the All Things uh, Must Pass album. Because that's how he dealt with the breakup of the Beatles. 
he never wanted to be a front man, but he had all these songs that he was writing and getting together to be on Beatles albums, but he w- just wasn't getting full respect from the rest of the band. Uh, rest of the band meaning Paul McCartney and John Lennon, because the one thing Get Back has showed us, Ringo Starr was barely a part of the Beatles. He was just very, very happy to be there. And that's the reason why George Harrison made his solo record. And he was the first Beatle to have a number one hit after the Beatles broke up with My Sweet Lord. Paul had a new girlfriend before Linda was barely in the ground. Wow, Brian. Wow. Look at you with the hate. Wow. I heard he was very, very distraught by that whole thing, by losing uh, Linda. Yeah, Ringo, R- Ringo barely talks. Peter Jackson had, what do, you, what do they say, um, 150 hours of audio, I think, something like that. And Ringo barely talks through the whole damn thing. He's falling asleep. He's just like, ah, they ain't going to fire me, man. Because I ain't raising a stink. I'll just do whatever they say, and that's it. And I'll make my millions. His next wife couldn't fill her shoe. Oh, wow. Wow, a Heather Mills joke. Wow, that's quick, brother. Six years, the Beatles did it all. They were were around more than six years. They really, really hit in 62, 63, but... They had, a, they had a few years before that even. They probably had like a, close to a 10-year run. It's just amazing that they were just done after 10 years. Absolutely amazing. Can't even imagine. And the Stones are still out there performing. And Mick Jagger's got to be 80 years old. He has to be. I remember when he was turning 40 and they had a, they made a big deal about it. And I think it was a concert. I think it was one of the concerts where he wore um, a Jersey. I'm not sure if uh, Mick Jagger wore a lot of jerseys, but I remember this one in particular when he was turning 40 and everyone's like, stones are done. You can't be a rock and roll star and be 40 years old. Fast forward another 40 years and he's still doing it. And people that have gone to see the stones, They've been saying it's pretty damn good still. That's crazy. He's 78. He's 78, according to Alexa. Well, we got to believe the Alexa, right? How do you think Mick has the energy to tour? He just sleeps when he's not on stage. No, man, he works out a lot. He eats well. He's always tried to take in, uh, has always tried to take care of himself. And I think that has uh, helped him as he gets older. That's for sure. Uh, I saw, uh, Rich Kraft saw the Stones at the Steel Wheels in 89 for their first retirement tour, LOL. I think that's when I went. I only saw, oh no, I saw the Stones a couple times. What am I saying? I'm a huge fan of the Rolling Stones all the way up until Tattoo You, which is a very underrated album. There are so many great songs off Tattoo You. My favorite is Waiting on a Friend. And then after that, uh... Really didn't like anything they put out. I mean, Harlem Shuffle a little bit as a goof. But I'm a huge fan of uh, the 70s Stones and Mick Jagger's voice back then. But every time I, I saw him, which I probably saw him three or four times, I hated his vocals. He's a great showman and gets, it, gets the job done, but I just didn't like his voice anymore. I don't know what happened to his voice. Why did everyone turn on you too? Uh, they are hated for no reason. 
What, Opie and Anthony? <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry. I apologize. There's your comment. I, I used to be a huge YouTube fan. I, and I can't be bothered by them anymore. I don't know why. I don't know what it is with YouTube, but man, I don't like listening to them at all anymore. And they, for a long time, they were my favorite band for sure. And I saw those guys. Oh, God. Man, it's got to be close to 10 times I've seen U2. Adam Kramer. U2 is trash, though Bono is a douchebag. Is that because he doesn't agree with you politically? I would bet money that's what that is. Because maybe because Bono is a douche. Why is everyone calling him a douche? Because he's a little too liberal. Here's something. If I like a band, I don't really care what they, uh, where they fall politically. I couldn't be bothered by that. And if they're going to give some dumb political speech in the middle of their concert, I'm just going to go la, 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 la to myself. And then uh, wait for where the streets have no name. And then I'll rock out to that. I don't care about bands and where they fall politically if I like their music. Becky, Joshua Tree is probably my favorite album ever, but it was their peak. Yeah, that was uh, quite the album. Know what song I like off that album? Red Hill Mining Town. That is a great U2 song off uh, Joshua Tree. A little deep track for everybody. Radio barely played that one, and it's a great, great song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they ain't going to bother me. Richcraft gets it. Political speech by a band equals piss break for me. There you go. There's plenty of things you can do when they start babbling. Babble, babble, babble. Bob Lord, you're with me on Red Hill Mining Town? Yeah, check that out later tonight, man. It's a great song by you 2 It's the holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, and Lance Armstrong is not a customer, that's almost 8 million balls Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code OPOPIE. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Manscaped's best-selling product, I gotta say, is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower Body Trimmer. It's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Also, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. That's a mouthful. I I mean, not in that way, though. Get the Performance Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Oh, looking for a stocking stuffer, are you? You got the Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You got the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash. The Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit. Crop Mops. Ball Wipes. For your stanky balls. Or the Manscaped Signature Cologne. I've used their cologne. Oh, I'm not supposed to sound surprised. (laughs) I really like their cologne, though. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. you got to get on this right away, people. 
You're going to get 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code OPIE. O-P-I-E. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code OPIE. O-P-I-E. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Let's do one more. HelloFresh. What's going on, HelloFresh? Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP14. Use the code OP14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. What's HelloFresh? Get out! With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, the holidays can be hectic, but HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and cleanup so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with the friends and family. Lots to choose from. Like I think it's like 50 menu and market items to choose from every week. HelloFresh meals are ready in around 30 minutes. They come on a, like a menu card. Nice. And, and, and all the ingredients in the bag for you. Nice. Save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's right. That's more money to spend on presents and activities. I believe I told you guys, but they started out as a sponsor. Now I'm simply a customer. I love HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP14. Use the code OP14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash OP14. Use the code OP14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Troy Griffiths, bro, love you. Listen to at least three hours a day of your old stuff. Uh, I don't want to. Great. I don't get. I don't get a penny for that. I mean, it's nice to hear, I guess. But I'd rather hear. You know, I uh, I download every episode of the Opie Radio podcast, and because of the Opie and Anthony days, I I try to support you uh, any way I can. Our old material was hijacked by the fans, and me and Anthony don't fucking get a dime for it. Not a dime. That's where Howard was smart. Howard owns his own material, so... I don't know. I don't think he's ever going to retire because of his ego, but if he ever retired and SiriusXM played uh, his, his stuff, they would have to continue to pay him for not even working anymore. We did not have that deal, unfortunately. Why not try to monetize the fan the fan channels. No, the fans make money off Opie and Anthony. Holy shit, do they? There's a few uh, super fans that have Opie and Anthony channels are, that are making a lot of money off our material. Are you kidding me? Every time you go on YouTube and, you, uh, and you're listening to some old Opie and Anthony bit and there's a commercial playing, the guy that runs that channel is making that money. Not me and not Anthony. All right, there you go. Listen to your Luis J. Gomez interview last night there. That helps me because that means you had to download an episode. So thank you very much. Cosmieres Cochon. Never listened to ONA. Kind of love the new podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Chris Howard. So wait, are you 100% done with Sirius? I, w- <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> I would say so, Yes. Wait, you're surprised by this? I left Sirius. Man, I don't know. 
what was it, guys? Four years ago, maybe? Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm done with them. I think I've taken too many shots. What's got to happen is there's got to be a new regime. Uh, new manager is running that place, and then they would probably, they probably would call me. Someone is late to the party, yes. Absolutely. Esther, why are you asking an e- Esther Koo? You think if Esther Koo wasn't on that day of radio, you'd still be you'd still be doing radio with Jim Norton? No, man. I knew from day one after Anthony left that me and Jimmy weren't going to work, but I, I gave it a shot. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to be with Anthony, but he didn't have the balls to leave to be with Anthony. Those were the two that were getting along, but he stayed for the money because he got a huge raise, and he stayed for the exposure. He knew leaving that, uh, you know, he wouldn't sell as many tickets. God, it's, I mean, it, it's got to be obvious to you at this point. So I did the best I could, but Esther Koo had nothing to do with me and Jimmy not getting along. New York City tour guy tomorrow, maybe. If you don't know, I'm, I'm mixing up the live streams. We do a bunch from the Glass Box Studio like we're doing today. Started walking the streets again, uh, which is my favorite thing to do is just walk and talk and mess with people. We messed with, uh, you could call me Al yesterday. (laughs) I love playing dumb tourist. And I love the fact that a few of you have picked up on it. I act like I'm a tourist and that I'm fucking clueless. And I did that with, uh, you could call me Al yesterday, who runs one of the information booths in Central Park. And I messed with him and he had a dirty, dirty mask. And then I took it too far because I told him about his dirty mask. And I definitely stepped over the line a little bit. And I had to back out quick, really quick. Excuse me, sir. Is this is this the spot John Lennon was shot right here? No, John Lennon. Right here, right? The Dakota building is where he got shot? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was right here. I thought no. this was like the memorial. What is this? Okay. This oh, I thought they set this up this for him. Oh, the information booth. All right. Go over there. Don't get hit by a bike when you're crossing the street. Okay. Walk up the hill. Okay. When you're up the hill, okay. you see your strawberry field. Okay. Which is the memorial. Okay. Keep walking west. Okay. To the edge of the park. Oh, I'm getting confused. Can I write no, this no. down or something? There's, there's no confusion. And what about the don't walk? If it says don't walk, I can't. I can't. If it says don't walk, though, how do I get around that part? What is that? I'm from the Midwest. We don't have don't walk signs. Right, well, then don't worry about it. because Just we walk? We don't enforce it. Oh, we don't enforce it. Right, so, so do I look for the, the little white guy that looks like he's... What is he doing? Yeah, now you can walk. The white means I can walk. Okay, yeah. sir. I'm going to try to... Do, it, you know... You, sign behind, look at the sign behind. What's, what sign? That means you, you see the little white guy? Oh, wait. Let's take a look at that. It, it's blinking, though. When you get through Strawberry Field, yeah, you walk to the edge of the park. Yeah, across the street to your right, you'll see the Dakota Building. And and can I take pictures where he got shot? The pictures anywhere you want. Yeah, but I think that's kind of uh, gross. It's up to you. I think it's gross, don't you? It doesn't matter what I think. The fact is, in a public space, you can take pictures of anything you want. Okay. What's your name, sir? Al. Al, thank you. You can call me Al. You've never heard that. You've never heard that one before. Yeah, you've you've heard that one before. All right, I'm going to get you a clean mask when I come back too. You need a clean mask, I think. Yeah, I'll worry about that. All right, I'm sorry. I I think I invaded your space. All right, thank you, Al. I appreciate it. All right, there goes Al, everybody.
Wait, you called me an idiot after I left? Did, did you call me an idiot? No. Oh, I heard idiot. I'm a little paranoid. All right. All right. Bye, Al. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. I just explained this. Giving the other guy shit for mentioning Sirius. I hope you're getting some of the coin from YouTube because people still watch all the ONA shit. If you're watching an Opie and Anthony video and it's not on my channel, uh, me and Anthony and Jim Norton are not getting a fucking penny from those YouTube uh, channels. So not only are they making money off our, uh, our, our content, our hard work, then they'll turn around and trash us. This is the insanity that you got to go through. So no, man, if you're, I mean, I guess it helps our names if you're still listening or watching stuff on YouTube. But the fact is, we don't make any money for that. If we were making money off uh, the Opie and Anthony stuff on YouTube, I wouldn't be begging for money. We would be set for life. I, I would have to say that it's. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a year that me and Anthony are not seeing, that fans are seeing, that fans are seeing. Because there are that many channels out there with our material at this point. Paul Spinella, so you make a YouTube channel and post all of your old stuff. Well, here's something. I, I tried to uh, post a few things and I got a copyright strike because in the YouTube world, they feel like someone else owns the material because they had it on their channel first. That's why you don't see a lot of that shit on my channel. It's it's insanity. Who owns that? Officially, uh, SiriusXM owns it. But they ain't going after anybody. Me and Anthony aren't going after anybody. You know, I, well, I, I I should talk for myself. I don't I don't talk to Anthony, so I don't know. But I would assume he's not going after anybody either. Uh, and that's and that's that. Well, I got to start making din din. Um, thank you for checking out the live stream. I really, really appreciate it. Um, you know all the plugs. I, I got merch at opradio.com. Buy a shirt. That helps support. Download, for real, download as many episodes of the OP Radio podcast. Um, that really, really helps. That's where I make my living these days. Not off you watching old stuff from the Opie and Anthony years on YouTube. That That does nothing. As far as paying some of these bills. And what else? How else do I make money? Oh, and if you gave me a few bucks on the live stream, that helps. So thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you a lot. Have a good night, y'all. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs>